Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it is time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. Just checking in to see how you're doing during this crazy week. Oh, my God. Can you believe what happened? I got to be honest with you. As much as people are always saying, like, oh, my God, what has happened to the world? I can't believe. Can you believe? This is crazy. Did you watch that today? Isn't that crazy? Can you believe how crazy that was? I'm afraid to look out my window, right? This is like when they just watched the Weather Channel and they said that something's been upgraded to a tropical storm. Forget about the shit show that happened yesterday. And I have to be honest with you, as much as I downplay shit, I, I, I can't even pretend here. What I saw yesterday, I don't even have words for. Those uniforms that the Miami Heat wore against the Boston Celtics, I have to tell you, I, I thought that the tube went out on my TV. Like, I'm old enough to remember when the tube went out, like that's what the fucking picture looked like. I thought I was losing my eyesight. I mean, I'm not trying to divide the country here. I love the Miami Vice, Miami Heat logo at the center court. I thought that was cool as shit. I, I love Miami. I love that city and all of that shit. But they, they, they went too far. Something needed to give, okay? If you're going to do the Miami Heat, Miami Vice thing, okay? And this isn't a liberal or a fucking conservative point here. I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to be like right down the middle here, okay? If you're going to do that and you're going to do the baseline floor, you got to go more muted colors for the team. But when the center court logo and all around the fucking, the, the, the painted area into the out of bounds, and then you have the uniforms match. It was, um, that was a lot to look at. And I have to say that as an American during a pandemic, I, I can't believe how tone deaf the Miami Heat organization is to have them come out in those uniforms that I just think fly in the face Okay, of everybody who's ever fought for this country and eventually played in the NBA. And, you know, if I was the president of the Miami Heat right now, I would be calling everybody in my my publicist wing trying to get some sort of apology. Because I feel as a basketball fan watching the NBA, that NBA game, I feel like I'm owed an apology because I was triggered. Okay. Oh, and by the way, some jerk-offs broke into the, uh, what, was it? what is it called? The Capitol building? Um. <laughs> um, what I was waiting for was for CNN or Fox News or the Huffington Post or any one of these fucking jerk-off, phony fucking journalists nowadays people to accept some of their level of responsibility in fanning the flames that led to that. Um, And I just want to say once and lastly, once and for all, if you watch CNN or if you watch Fox News to get your news, you are a fucking jerk off. All right? You're not watching the news. Okay? Even when I was a kid, you really weren't watching the news. You were watching a version of whatever they had censored. Who the fuck knows what's going on? But the level that they are taking it to now 
and how much CNN, Fox News, Huffington Post, all of these fucking people have divided the country. Okay, and then all you mouth-breathing morons who go on social media and talk about politics and shit, um, you are adding fuel to the fire that leads to this bullshit. And if you're on the left and you watched what happened yesterday and you think that that's what somebody on the right is like, that is an example of the average person on the right, you're a fucking moron. The same way if you're on the right and you look at the left and you see these fucking idiots, some of these loudmouth Hollywood idiots out here and some of the shit that comes out of their mouth, that that's what the average liberal thinks, you're also a fucking moron. Um, but that's how the world is. Now, I haven't said that. Let's just have some fun with this here. Um, I love, I only saw a couple of clips because um, I had a Celtics game to watch. And I realized that 99.9% of of my fellow Americans weren't at the Capitol building yesterday. So I have no problems with liberals. I have no problems with conservatives. I know sometimes people don't agree. But I don't look at that yesterday like those are, you know, that those. Did you see the guy who clearly went to an Army Navy surplus store? And bought himself a G.I. Joe costume with, and he kept his civilian backpack that little, looking like a fat G.I. Joe going in with his dumbass helmet. And then you got to give it up to the fucking guy there with the, 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 the Buffalo Sabre fan there, or the Buffalo Bill fan with the big horns. I mean, that guy's immediately a legend. And I feel like he branded himself for the rest of his life. He gets to be like, I'm the guy who sat where Tip O'Neill used to nod off. And Nancy Pelosi and who I don't know anybody else who's been speaker of the fucking house. He sat right there. And I just feel like for the rest of his life, he can go to swap meets and sign autographs five bucks a whack and he's going to be good. You know, and, you know, the way the bankers have this thing run, I'm happy for that guy. Good for him. Um, Other than that, I didn't watch a fucking second of it. And, uh, you know. I got my conservative friends right now. No, the footage didn't add up. There was Antifa there. The, 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 the fucking idiots look like who follow politics. I swear to God. They, they're just like, I just texted them. I go, you guys, you guys are like sports fans. You know what I mean? Where everybody just like, you see all the fouls the other team's doing, but you don't see the one that you're doing. It's just fucking, I can't talk to people like that. I, re- I really can't. You know what I mean? It's like the same fucking assholes who worship Obama. And act like he didn't fucking sit there drone bombing playgrounds and weddings. I mean, the guy is a war criminal. The same way George W. was. They're all fucking war criminals working for bankers and oil companies. That's what the fuck they're doing. All right? The same people that are holding Obama's feet to the fire won't hold Bush's feet to the fire and vice versa. And then that stupid phone conversation comes out and all Trump people are like, well, you know, there's context. You got to we got to hear the whole conversation. And then people in the liberal are like, oh, my God, how come you don't fucking arrest this guy? And literally Obama could have been on the phone saying the exact same fucking thing. And the fucking idiots would flip. And I, 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 I can't deal with it anymore. So what I do is I just lose myself. In old movies, and I still watch sports and that type of thing. So um, the latest thing, 
Um, somebody told me to watch. Uh, somebody told me to watch. What the fuck is it? The um, what the hell was it called? It was another one of these art dealer movies. This thing you gotta see it. It's fucking. It's kind of sad. What's really sad is I can't find the fucking email. Not the email, the text message. I just had it. I just had it. Where are you? I give up. I give up with these goddamn fucking phones. Do you guys afraid to like erase text threads with people? You know, it's almost like you need evidence in case they fucking go nuts. Later on, try and claim something. Okay, I watched this thing called The Price of Everything. And it had to do with like the whole art world and how they uh, come up with the prices of things. And there's this one woman who's in it that you just have to see because she's sort of on the business side of it. And she talks so passionately about these fucking paintings. And it takes about a third of the movie in before you realize like she's not talking about the painting. She's talking about what it's worth. Because if you really listen to her talking about the paintings, it's so fucking surface and just sort of just saying what she's heard other people say. My favorite thing that she says, she goes, I mean, look at this here. I mean, this is just a masterpiece. And it was like a little dachshound dog. Looked like it was running the way they'd drawn it. She goes, I mean, look look at that dog. I mean, that's the way it's moving. I mean, that's like a masterpiece. And like, I love dogs. I have a dog. Like, that's what she said about it. And it's just like... You don't know shit about that painting. You don't know why it's good or why it isn't good. You just know people fucking like it and it's worth a lot of money. So you're saying it is a fucking masterpiece. But the second people walk away from it and they're not into that artist anymore, you're going to walk away too. That's kind of what I learned. It was like, I always thought that the music business was the most fucking brutal. And then just looking at the art world, it's now seeming like, you know, it's even worse. Where I feel like even like in the music world, there are bands that are so legit that they can stay around. And then you have other like people that go the pop star slash boy band route where I feel like painters all have to deal with the boy band thing. Um, like I saw in this one of the documentaries like uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat, however the fuck you say his name. And uh, Andy Warhol got together and made paintings together. And then they had a showing and they got completely trashed by the critics. They said they're both washed up and I guess they're both trying to cling to each other now. That's what they said. And they didn't sell any paintings. Um, and then in the next year, Andy died. And the year after that, Jean-Michel died. And now those paintings that everybody says were shit are now worth like $100 million. (laughs) So what the fuck? The fuck do you do with that? What in the fuck do you do with that? And they have to exist in that goddamn world. Um, So I don't know. If you're into that type of shit, uh, I will tell you something hilarious. So this person I know that's really into art and stuff like that, which I've never been into. I just never been into it, but I started watching this stuff and it kind of made me like curious about it. So this person tells me, says, you know, here in LA, they have a museum that has the biggest collection of Jean-Michel Basquiat paintings. 
and the name of the the fucking museum is is called the Broad, but it's spelled B R O A D. So I said to my wife, I was like, you know, they got you know when this fucking pandemic, if it ever ends, we should go over. You know, they got this the greatest collection in the country of Jean Michel paintings down the street at the Broad. I called it the broad because that's how it was written. I thought it meant like broad. Like I was like, wow, that's kind of weird that you call a museum the broad, you know? But then I thought, well, maybe it means like they have a broad variety <laughs> of artists. And my wife laughed at me for like fucking 10 minutes going, it's not the broad, you fucking meathead. It's the broad. So that just becomes another running joke in our relationship. So someday, you know, I'm going to take her out to lunch, you know, and bring her over to the broad. And I'll look at a bunch of paintings that I don't understand. But what I do understand is I understand um, the way those painters are treated. You know, I get that. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is still show business. This is a little harder, hardcore version of this. It's the same old fucking shit. It's really fascinating, though. So, anyway, plowing ahead. My daughter uh, started school this week. And um, that was an amazing thing. And uh, it was kind of funny. Both me and my wife had different levels of anxiety about it. Like, when we dropped her off at school, she didn't cry. Like some kids were having like meltdowns, I guess, or whatever. And my daughter was totally cool. We were like, all right, see you later, buddy. And she goes in there. And as we drive away, you know, my wife got emotional and everything. I was like, she's going to be fine, you know. And, you know, it's just, it's a sad thing because it's, it's, it's the beginning of her going out into the world. You know, those first four years of your kid's life, you know, it's weird. There's, I think, when you're on your exhausted days, going, oh, God, someday they're going to go to school, so at least I'll get a couple-hour break here. But, you know, you don't want it to end because they're your little buddy. And when they go to school, then it just kind of like, oh, man, now this is like, you know, she's her, her, world, her world has expanded like tenfold. Like her whole universe was hanging here at the house with us, so... You know, my wife got, like, emotional and stuff like that, right? So um, we're going to go pick her up. And it was really a big deal for me that we were there before the kids got let out. And I wanted her to, you know, I didn't want her waiting and all the other kids seeing their parents. I wanted her, you know, to see that we were there too. So my wife agrees. And then she goes, hey, you know, I got to get some stuff at the grocery store. Why don't we leave a little bit earlier and knock it out? And I said, fine, just as long as we're there at the top of the hour, right, when we're supposed to pick her up. And she goes, fine. So she goes in the grocery store. She goes, ah, and she texts me going, ah, shit, you know, there's a really long line here. Maybe I should do this tomorrow. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe you should. And then I don't hear from her. So she stays in there. And it's like, you know, whatever, 135, 140, 145, right? And, I, and it starts getting, and I'm texting like, hello? And she's like, sorry, I'm almost done. And then at like 152, she's like standing in line. And we're right around the corner. 
But now I'm sitting there in the car, and I feel like, you know, we're doing a bank robbery, and we synchronized our watches, and she was supposed to be out. They've hit the alarm. The cops are coming. What the fuck is going on, right? So she's fucking taken forever, and finally at, like, 158, she's like, drive around. Now I have to drive around because she's cut it this fucking close. And I'm sitting at this point, like, I lose my temper. So I'm driving around, and she, I see her come walking out, and now I'm in the line to get back into the fucking grocery store. So I'm beeping the horn. The guy in front of me thinks I'm beeping at him, and I'm beeping my wife, and she's not fucking looking back. I beep like six times. Then I say, fuck it. I drive around the line. Now everybody in the line thinks I'm this impatient douche telling people to go, and I don't wait my turn. I got to pull up next to her. Emotions are heightened. It's it's 159, right? She, you know, she gets in the car, and I was just like, yo, Nia, what the fuck? I thought we were going to fucking blah, 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 and I flipped out. So then we get to the school. And now we're in a fight and we get out, we're standing in line, we're like in a fight and my wife gives me a dirty look, of course, because I yelled at her. And then I'm thinking in my head like, oh, this is me? This one's on me? You're the one who added the fucking thing, right? And I was just like, all right, do I want to be the couple that's arguing on the first day of school? I don't. So I, I, I did something I never do. I just walked away and I sat in the fucking car and I breathed a little bit and I was like, all right. Okay, and, and when we got there, they were they, they just let the kids out like one at a time. So they make sure that everybody goes home with the right parents. So, you know, in my wife's mind, we weren't late because that's how they were doing it. But in my mind, it's like, no, we are late because instead of being, you know, second, third in line, now we're like 10th in line. So then, you know, if you do that every fucking day, you know, I would think your kid's in there like, how come my parents always pick me up last? I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I'm thinking all of this shit. So whatever. She cried at the beginning of the day. I flipped out at the grocery store. So um, I was like, all right, I don't want to be in the car. So I get out of the car. I just stand there and I just said, listen, I'm sorry I yelled. I still like you. All right. I like you a lot, even though you're a jerk. So she kind of fucking smiled. I was like, all right, so she's still pissed, whatever. But we were in a good enough place. Our kid comes out. She's all excited. She had a great time. Thank God. So we get in the fucking car and we're driving home. She tells me she likes all the kids in the class. Everything's great. So it's just, it was fucking perfect, right? And then we get home. For the rest of the day, my wife's sort of like fucking pissed at me. And then I, the greatest thing, we actually talked about it at night. Ironed the whole fucking thing out. She said why she did what she did. She apologized. I said why I did what I did. I apologized. I went back to therapy. I was doing that anyways. I talked about it today. And then I talked to her about it again today. And we're back to being in a great place. And um, that is not what I witnessed while I was growing up. (laughs) So... um, I'm just telling you guys a story because I know I'm not, you know, out alone when being an angry fucking lunatic. Um, and what I should have done is I should have just been like, I should have remained calm and then just stated like, you know, you told me that you were going to be out by such and such time and now you're not. And now this is making me feel like a bad parent. Um, now, who's kidding who? Even if I did that she still wouldn't admit it to any wrongdoing because she is a woman. Okay. 
sorry, my misogyny is going to come up a little bit here. But at least it would have given me firmer ground to stand on. But whatever. I'm kind of glad I flipped out because it's something that I want to stop doing. So um, I've decided that I'm just going to write down on a piece of paper and fold it in half, just a little book I can read to start my day. It's going to be like, how do you want your day to be? <laughs> do you want to get in a fight with you? You want to yell at your wife, get into a fight? You know, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Or do you want to do this? These are your options. And it's the weirdest fucking thing because I always have those thoughts. And what I kind of realized when you go to therapy, you can have all these fucking thoughts and they're just sort of not real until you say it. And then once you say it, you're like, oh, shit. I've said that out loud. I don't know. It's weird. It, 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 it's how my brain works. So if I fucking write this shit down, you know, maybe I can, I can, I don't know, not be such a fucking idiot, I guess. I don't know. But at the end of the day, you know something? The bar is set really low. And I want to commend all of you who are listening to this. If you're on the right, if you're on the left, gay, you're straight, whatever the fuck you do, if you like to bang an animal here or there without anybody knowing, right? I just figure as as long as you didn't break into the Capitol building with a buffalo horn on your head, I think you had a good day. (laughs) I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about at this point, but the Celtics won three in a row. And my buddy Paul Verzi, um, is there anything better? We're going to be starting this sports podcast, joking around and shit. Um, later on this month, his New York Knicks won three in a row. Three in a fucking row. It's going to be a great podcast. A Boston guy, well, suburbs of Boston, and a New York guy. Um, so we got all the sports shit and all of that. And um, I lean a little bit left. He leans a little right. It's fucking great. It's perfect. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, these podcasts I do, like the one I do with Burt Kreischer, and now I'm going to do one with Paul Bursey, are just becoming my way of hanging out with my stand-up friends that I miss, to be honest with you. Um, all right. Here we go. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. You, listen to this shit. This is, a, this is a new advertiser. This is amazing, and I have to do this, even though it's slightly disgusting. Uh Okay, I think it's called Viomi. Viomi. It's these fucking companies. They always have these fucking goddamn names. I can never figure. V-I-O-M-E. Viomi. 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 V-I-O-M-E. Helps you take control of your health so you can improve your energy, gut health, and boost your immune system. I mean, how perfect is this right now? Listen to this shit. Viomi's award-winning at-home tests decode your cellular, I can't, what the fuck word is that? My, mito, oh, oh my God, mitochondrial? I think I remember that from biology class way back in the day. Uh, and I never took biology class. The fuck am I, to, oh, I did junior high. That was like biology light. And microbiome, sorry, microbiome. Health giving you powerful insight with over 30 health scores. Viomi 
gives you a precise whole food nutrition plan and precision supplements based on your unique biological needs. Yeah, because you know that dumb shit where you see on, you know, you got to stop eating bananas. And that other idiot going, you know, you can run three miles a day on a fucking treadmill seven days a week. You ain't going to lose any weight. That doesn't work. That's never worked. The fuck are you talking about? I'm almost going to run a marathon every week and I'm not going to lose weight. The fuck I'm not. I'm totally am unless I get off and eat a fucking whole box Oreo cookies. Sorry. Viomie partners include the Mayo Clinic GSK and others and is used by Olympic gold medalists and elite professional athletes. Yeah, I heard like the Golden State Warriors do this. Uh, go to Viomi.com and learn how you can get your unique insights for better health and wellness. Now, here's a good thing. You don't have to give them your real name. Okay, but the weird thing is I believe you have to shit into an envelope and mail it to them. Some sort, something like that. Okay, but if Steph Curry can shit into a fucking envelope, so can you. Uh, use the promo code BURR at checkout to save $10 on your first purchase and 55% off all subscription products. That's viome.com, promo code BURR, V-I-O-M-E.com, promo code BURR. I'm going to do this with my wife. They, I believe this is the company, they look at a stool sample. Jesus Christ. I mean, how do you sh- send shit through the mail and you're not on the FBI's fucking... I mean, that sounds like a, you're going to be... <laughs> Isn't that like a terrorist act post 9-11? Um, you do this and then they figure out your body, like DNA, like makeup or whatever, and then like what foods you should be eating versus somebody else. And it just seems like a way to keep your joints from getting inflamed by eating the wrong stuff or having, you know, me with my cunt belly here, you know, I'm trying to get rid of. Um, it just seems like it's perfect. And there might be something that you were eating. Like uh, my buddy who did this was telling me, he's like, I used to always eat rice with fish because they always saw that that's what you're supposed to have. And it turns out I shouldn't be having that. I should actually be having a potato. And I always heard potatoes are bad. They do shit like that. And you can figure it out. Okay. And this is why these guys are great. Because if you know what the fuck you're supposed to eat, that is 90% of the battle. For living longer, living healthy, and keeping your your weight off. And then you don't have to buy some stupid mirror, mirror on the fucking wall gym thing. Do you ever wonder why they just keep coming up with new workouts? And they keep coming up with new fucking... The Peloton. Oh, let me go ride the Tour de France every month. And you still see all these fat fucks walking around. It's because those things are only 10% of uh, 10% of staying in shape. The other 90 is is eating. All right? And these fucking guys are going to help you out. Viomi.com, promo code Burr. Shit an envelope and get abs tomorrow. Shit an envelope today, get abs tomorrow. There we go. All right, Helix, everybody. You know, I know some of you are sleeping on saggy old mattresses at night. You deserve better than that. So give yourself an upgrade. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. And you know what you do with your old mattress? You take it down to Skid Row and give it to a bum. Not a bum, a homeless guy. Sorry, it's old school name. Uh, why? <laughs> give it down there to one of them fucking winos. Uh, why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique and Helix knows that. Uh, that doesn't mean you're interesting, all right? That just means your shoulders are a little weirder than mine. Uh, so they have several different mattresses, models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm. 
No, so they didn't say hard. Mattresses. Mattresses, great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And Jesus Christ, would you kill a hooker? Fucking sleeping hot. Even if a Helix Plus mattress, uh, they even have it for plus size folks. Look at that. You shit in an envelope and then you can get a smaller fucking mattress. Um, it's been awesome getting messages from so many of you who also find Helix mattress, the Helix mattress of your dreams. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress that's you match to, and the mattress comes right to your door. It's shipped for free. You don't even need to go to a mattress store ever again. Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020. Uh, and by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash burr, take the two-minute quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out 100 nights for risk-free. They'll even pick it up if you don't love it. Gross! But you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash burr. That's awesome. Um, I'll tell you, when you get married, you know, like in baseball and all these things, they have like a salary cap. They need to have like a, a throw pillow cap for women. The amount that they can fucking throw on a goddamn couch. Um, What is it? Why do they love the pillows? I don't know. Why do they love it? I don't know. Why do we love seeing dogs playing poker? Why do we love seeing that? I don't know. I guess we're all weird. All right, Roman. Please use one of the intros below, or we encourage you to ad lib based on your experience with Roman. Items highlighted in yellow are mandatory to read verbatim. Okay, great. Now that we're all in this, see, I have this full disclosure on this podcast. All right. I'm going to read number one. I'm going to go with number one. You know, it can be awkward or embarrassing to talk about erectile. De- oh, fuck that. Okay, if your dick doesn't work, you, you look that doctor in the eye. You talk about your wet noodle. I'm reading number two. How often do you use the excuse like, I had a long day at work or I'm just not feeling it? I've used that. It's easy to talk about erectile dysfunction. Is I'm too tired to fuck the same thing as erectile dysfunction? Or if you're saying you're tired but you're not, that's erectile dysfunction. Anyway, but Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat ED. Uh, with Roman, you can get a free online evalu- evaluation and, and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication, if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship the, you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. So it doesn't say, here's your ED medicine on the outside of the box, if you're wondering. Uh, getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman, R-O-M-A-N, dot com slash burr, and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Isn't it ridiculous in 2021? You can't just say, listen, man, my dick isn't working. There's something wrong with it. The blood's not going into it. What do you got for me here? All right, I'm a man. I want to fuck. Can you help me out, Doc? Just go to getroman.com slash burr to get $15 off your first order of ED treatment, erectile dysfunction, and a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash burr for $15 off your first order of erectile dysfunction treatment. Getroman.com slash burr today. All right. Doc, you got to help me. 
what seems to be the problem. You know, my dick looks like a fat guy in an airplane nodding off in coach. <laughs> Except it doesn't keep popping its head up, waking up. It just sort of keels over. It looks like it's getting in crash position. It's, it's putting its heads between its knees, and the knees meaning my balls. Can you fucking do something about this, please? You smock-wearing cunt. Um, you know, you could say something like that. You know, add a little color to it. There's nothing wrong with that. All right, that's it. Okay, this is Bill Burr. I respect you if you're conservative. I respect you if you're fucking liberal. I respect whatever the fuck it is you're doing. All right? That's it. Okay? Everybody, let's fucking calm down. All right? If you're not a doctor, don't say doctor shit. Listen to doctors. Can we do that in 2021? Stop acting like you're a doctor because you have a laptop. Can we fucking do that? Stop acting like you're in the CIA because you you went to a couple of websites online. I mean, I've been guilty of all of this shit, but I just figured I'd give you a lecture. Everybody else likes to pontificate. Why, why can't I? All right. And if elected. All right. Please enjoy the music picked up by the wonderful Andrew Themelis. And I will be... Um, what am I going to be doing? I'm be watching the play- playoffs this weekend. Oh, you got the uh, what do we got? We got the Titans and the Ravens. The Titans versus the Ravens. Two hundred thousand yard running back. Uh, Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill versus Lamar Johnson. And whoever the else plays on the fucking Ravens, I don't know anybody's name anymore. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm going to watch the games probably later than that they're on because I probably have some dad shit to do this weekend, which I'm really getting into um, in a pandemic kind of way. Because I was doing this great thing where we were going to mom and pop restaurants. Those are my favorite places to take the family out to dinner. All right? I don't want to go out to some dumbass Applebee's. I want to be at some place that, you know, we've been here for 40 fucking years making these goddamn sandwiches. You know, you go there and there's like family working behind the counter. I love those places. So uh, it sucks that you can't go out to them now because uh, one in five, baby, five in one. Uh, People have COVID out here in L.A. because they just fucking categorically fucking refuse. You know why? Because too many of them were fucking pussies over the fucking holidays. I got to see my fucking Right? And they had to go breathe all over her. Now she's gone. Um... (laughs) God bless these doctors. God bless these doctors. You know what? We're such fucking dopes, regular people. You know what they should do when they finally get this vaccine for everybody? They should put us on like, you know, remember back in the day when you had that little gun at the carnival and you had to shoot those ducks going? That's what they should do. But people didn't wear fucking masks. They should just fucking shoot it right into their goddamn neck um, for the rest of us. All right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend and I'll check in on you. No, no. And I'll talk to you on Monday. Okay. Hey, yo, yo, y'all can't stand right here. In his right hand was a man's worst nightmare. Loud enough to burst his right eardrum close range. The game is not only dangerous, but it's most strange. I sell rhymes like dimes. The one who mostly keep cash, but brag about the broker time. Joker rhymes like the issue just having to see me trick. Classical slapstick rappers need chapstick. A lot of them sound like they're in a talent show, so I give them something to remember like the Alamo. Tally ho, a hot joker like Space Game. Came back for five years, laying the stage the same set. Electromagnetic feeling blocks all logic spots.
I can see shocks, a biological clock. When I hit it, slid it to the shit, I thought I killed a goose. Her power use was pure brittle water, filter juice. Keep a pen like a fiend, keep a pipe with him. Gentleman who lent a pen to a friend who write with him. Never seen this shit again, but he's still my dunny. The only thing that come between us is krillin' money. I sell rhymes like dimes The one who mostly keep cash will brag about the broker times Better rhymes make for better songs And better's not If you got a lot of what it takes just Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr And it's the Monday Morning Podcast For Monday, January 7th, 2013 The first Monday Of a wonderful new year We're in our, we're in our teens, everybody In this century Has anybody said basically what this, uh, this decade is called, by the way? Is this the teens? I guess you can officially say that, right? I mean, they say that about the 1900s, right? They say that, well, it was the Roaring Twenties. They always blow off the first two, the aughts, the teens, the 30s, the 40s. I don't fucking know. Anyways, you're not going to believe this shit. I'm sitting here, right? Wake up. I don't have anything to talk about today. Um, so I was like, I know. I, I know what I'll do. I'll go check out the fucking eggheads. Over at TED.com, see what the fuck they're up to. And what do I see? This is why we're going to be extinct. Quicker than global warming or quick, quicker than anything else you could ever come up with. One of the things right on the front page is this guy, Hayden Perry. And you know what he's talking about, everybody? He's talking about re-engineering mosquitoes to fight disease. How can these people be so smart and so fucking stupid all at the same time? Do, do you really think that you're just going to re-engineer? Like, well, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, take the old engine out and put something better in there that works for us? The guy starts it off, of course, as always, with, you know, something really o- ominous. He's like, and forgive my awful, whatever, British accent here, but he comes out and he's just like, today we're going to talk about the most dangerous animal on the planet for humans. Now, most of you probably think that that's a tiger. Maybe it's a lion. I'm actually talking about the mosquito. The mosquito has killed more people than plagues, war, AIDS. And he goes on this whole fucking thing. Okay? And he's going on and on about how mosquitoes have killed a bunch of fucking people. You know, throughout the course of history, which if you fucking think about it is is really not that mind blowing. You know, plagues come and go. Wars begin and end. But mosquitoes, they never quit every fucking day. They're biting people. You know what I mean? They're like that dude that always goes to the gym. He doesn't take six months off and eat fucking moon pies and then come back with his big doughy stomach like me. The fucking mosquito is relentless. All right? So then he's just sitting there going, Now, you know, the mosquito, it only travels only 200 yards in its entire fucking life and blah, 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 blah. But basically it lays eggs and shit, you know, water and that type of crap. And then, you know, we're assholes. We go all over the fucking world and we got the eggs with us. And next thing you know, the mosquitoes are all over the fucking planet. As they should be. Biting people, killing people. Giving us some fucking elbow room. This fucking jackass and his fucking egghead friends want to re-engineer one of the few things that is keeping the human population just vaguely in check, which it isn't. We're up to 7 billion people, and this fucking asshole wants to re-engineer mosquitoes to fight disease rather than to spread it. 
Do you understand how fucked up this guy is like? It's like a form of terrorism. <laughs> the, I, I don't I know you guys think I'm a moron, but like there's a reason why mosquitoes kill people. You know, there's a reason. There's a reason everything kind of kills everybody. It, it just it keeps it balanced. This fucking jerk off. Do you really think you're just going to rewire these fucking mosquitoes and then that's going to that's not going to have a domino effect? And I, I don't you know what it's like? Listen to these fucking guys. It's like listening to some weekend warrior who decides he's going to rewire his house. And you know, within three years, he's going to fucking burn it down because he doesn't have, he's, he's not a licensed electrician. That's what these guys are. Okay? They're so fucking smart, they're going to re-engineer a mosquito. But like, how, how's that going to affect the fucking, oh God, give me, a, give me an animal, a bird. <laughs> I don't fucking, it's going to affect something. I'm somewhere over my head over this, but I know I'm right. I know I'm right. You can't just, you can't just, if you fucking re-engineer that thing, to help us, okay? It won't. Not, now it can't kill us. Let's talk about this. This uh, the fuck did he call it? Dengue disease, dengue disease, or some shit that evidently it is killing a bunch of people. First time you get it, you feel like you have a fever, and you can actually have the feeling like your bones are going to break. They actually call it break bone fever, and uh, you develop like antibodies. But there's three strains, and then when you get the next one, I mean, it just it's, it's like a horror movie, but a necessary one. You know, do these fucking nerds ever think that there's a reason that mosquitoes kill people? That's what I, 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 I love about nature is, is it all makes sense. You know, if you just remove your emotions from it and you just look at the whole thing as like a, uh, I don't know, like a math problem. No, oh, Jesus. Right. But where, where we have, you got way too much. It's like if you open the cupboard, you know what I mean? You'd, you'd have like fucking like one fig Newton and then seven billion pounds of flour. I think that they should re not not re-engineer. They just let the fucking mosquitoes kill people. And if you get killed, I'm sorry, you know, but you're dead. It's over. You're out of the way. And we continue on and there's apples for everybody. You know, we're already growing salmon in dishes, man-made fucking salmon. We're, we're literally fucking with the food supply. Another form of terrorism. Somebody just comes in and poisons the food supply. You know, if you have like a fucking mask on, you know, and some sort of uh, bath towel on you, on your head or whatever, then it's all, oh, yeah, that's a terrorist. That's a terrorist. But if you got a fucking lab coat on, you know, you're putting all these pesticides in there and that type. I don't fuck. I'm, I'm, on my, I'm on my soapbox this week, people. Standing up on that box, letting everybody hear my ignorance. <laughs> Hayden Perry, if for some reason, I don't know why, you felt like being dumb this week and you're listening to this podcast, can you please not re-engineer? Can you and your friends please not re-engineer mosquitoes? Can you just let them do their fucking job? You know? Why don't you do the world a favor and stick your head in a mosquito nest? Why don't you fucking do that? This is like mad scientist shit. TED.com is the scariest fucking website out there. These fucking assholes, you know, on, they're re-engineering mosquitoes and they're building robots that know everything, that can run like Barry Sanders. You know, and like, like that's not going to be a bad thing, Hayden Perry. 
You know what it is? His heart is in the right place. He sees death. He sees suffering. He sees pain. And he wants to fucking stop it. All right? Because what he's doing is he's chasing the myth of a utopia. The myth of utopia is that if you lived in a utopia, everybody would be happy all the time and nothing bad would ever happen. And that's just not the case because of the emotion of boredom. If everything was awesome all the fucking time, you would go out of your fucking mind because every day would be the exact same. It would just be awesome. Hey, it's lunchtime. You have a turkey sandwich. Isn't this the greatest turkey sandwich? Yes, every day it's the greatest fucking sandwich ever. Every fucking day. Exhausted with happiness. It would be exhausting. You know what I mean? You got to have people getting bit by mosquitoes, dying. If that doesn't happen, you can't enjoy the Super Bowl at the same level. You know what I mean? You can't enjoy just sitting there having a turkey sandwich because you can't, you don't have the thing to be like, well, at least, you know, I'm eating a turkey sandwich. The meat's a little dry, but hey, at least I didn't get beat, bit by a fucking mosquito and die, you know, laid face down in a puddle of eggs. If you eliminate all of that, I mean, I, what, what are you supposed to fucking do? There's all these, these, all these, there's all these myths that if we just did this, people would get along. If we just did that, people would get along. I, I don't think we would. I think boredom. Boredom is at the basis of, of I don't know, that, that's what drives us. I don't know. We just want to do something else, being competitive and all. It just, you wouldn't get rid of that. Just imagine that. If you lived in a fucking utopia... Everybody had the best car. Everybody drives a fucking Bentley. Everybody's got the greatest fucking stereo. Everybody's got a Victoria's Secret fucking model. Everybody's got, you know, I don't know, an infinity pool. Everybody's got it, okay? Now, that, if, if you could just snap your fingers and make that happen, that would be <coughs> probably the most insane five-day straight party the world has ever seen. But after five fucking days, you'd, you'd, get, you'd get sick of it. I think you would. Nobody ever stubs their toe. Nobody ever falls down. You just, you know. I don't know. Re-engineering fucking mosquitoes. Do you know I saw a transvestite do a fucking face plant this week? And it coming out of a donut shop. <laughs> First of all, in L.A., there's donut shops. I swear to God, there's like 19 chains of, of, of donut shops out here. They're on like every other block. I don't get it. Everybody out here that I know is in this business, and you're trying to stay remotely in shape so you, you limit your fucking Twitter bashing or the, or the, the level that you get bashed on Twitter. I, I don't know who's eating all the fucking donuts. This is, who is eating all that? Um, but they're everywhere. So, I'm fucking cutting down, uh, oh no, I was, on, I was on Fountain Ave. I really shouldn't give this street up, but Fountain Ave is, is the one for you tourists out here. When you want to go east to west or west to east, and it's during rush hour. Don't take, don't take fucking Sunset, don't take Santa Monica, you take Fountain, it's right in the middle. But on one of those strips there, there's this place, uh, Yum Yum Donuts, I believe is what it's called. <laughs> 
Or is that Santa Monica? I can't remember. So anyways, it's a fucking donut shop, and they got this stupid little, like, you know, like those chain, you know, like they put, like, poles down, and then they, they tie a chain to it, those little things, and it kind of droops down and goes over. So this fucking dude, woman, right, was stepping over it, and, and it had a thing of donuts, and just fell down on the ground. Now, normally, I would laugh. A guy in a dress fell face first with a fucking handful of donuts. I mean, that's pretty much you're going right down the checklist of a home run when it comes to comedy. But the dude fell so effeminately, I felt bad. <laughs> like the gentleman in me was like, oh, that lady guy, the lady just fell. And the way the dude put his hand up, it was just, it ended up just being really sad. You know, but I, I pride myself, I'll pat myself on the back here, me and my ego, that I resisted the urge of taking out my phone and filming it. You know, I don't, I don't like that shit now, how every fucking moment becomes this, uh, I don't know what to call it. I don't like how uh, humiliation never ends now. You know, these poor kids coming up, it's just like somebody gets kicked in the balls, they get shot with a fucking BB gun in his dick. Somebody films it, OMG, epic fail, dick BB fucking video, and then it's just on the internet forever. And the guy's 35 years old, he's got a drinking problem, and he's looking at this girl, he feels sparks for the first time in years, he goes to talk to her, and right as things are going good, somebody yells out, hey, that's the that fucking epic fail, dick BB guy, hey, all right. She's like, oh my God, is that you? I remember that. Didn't a chunk of your helmet get taken off? What the fuck, right? It just never, no, humili humiliation never ends. Never fucking ends. I don't even know what I'm talking about this week. Does it matter? I don't think it matters this week. Because Hayden Perry is going to re-injure mosquitoes to fight disease. Okay, you're going to rewire them? Are you going to rewire everything else on the fucking planet? So it's all compatible? Are you just going to fuck with that, Hayden? <clears throat> I don't get it. You know what it is? This guy, I don't even think he fucking believes in it. He is, he, I bet he's corporate owned. He's corporate owned. And this is what they're going to do. They're going to own the re-engineered mosquitoes. Okay? And then when they bite you, they make you stronger. And uh, then they also, they go out and they choke out all the other mosquitoes. But you can only get them from them. And then what they do on the backside is they make the regular ones that aren't, Re-engineered. They re-engineer them to make them even more lethal. All right? Because that way, you know, the way mosquitoes reproduce, it's just like this endless, and everybody's going to want to buy your mosquitoes, you know? And it'll be this endless supply, and endless demand for the supply that you can just fucking, they're like rabbits. Right? I mean, this, this all makes sense to me. What the fuck am I? 15 minutes in. Jesus, it's getting deep this week. Um, all right. Let's do a little advertising here, and then I'll tell you about a story about a rabbit. I think it's going to be all animals this week. Um, what the fuck is it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. St um, Stamps.com, everybody. Uh, one great resolution you can make for this new year. Uh, maximize every minute and every dollar for your small business. I know an easy way to do that with Stamps.com. Think about how much time you've wasted going to the post office, or how much money you've wasted leasing an expensive postage meter. Uh, Stamps.com is the, is the better way to get postage. Just use what you already have, your own computer and your printer, to buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package. 
With Stamps.com, everything you would do at the post office, you can do right from your own desk and at a fraction of the cost of a postage meter. Um, I've used Stamps.com for the last, I don't know, when did I start reading these? About a year ago? About a year ago, I send all my DVDs out to the clubs. It's phenomenal. I used to have to go down to the post office or go to one of those mailboxes, et cetera, standing there with these two big stupid boxes, actually three, wondering if I was going to come home with one, trying to do the math, standing in line behind some lady, right? I don't have to do that anymore. I just grab a box, bing, bang, boom, put it on the, put it on the uh, scale, and I'm done. Right now, get this special offer when you use my last name, Burr. B-U-R-R for a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. 55 bucks right in your pocket to begin the new year. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr, B-U-R-R, that's Stamps.com, enter Burr. All right, back to the podcast. So last night, <clears throat> I'm doing this stand-up show. I'm doing a show where I stand up and... Um, you know, I'm trying to find a parking spot, and I do. I'm going to take you through every, like, minute fucking painful detail of this, you know? I put it in reverse. I look in the camera, and I realize I'm a little bit in the red, so I pull it up a little bit. But then there's a Mustang in front of me, an old one. Looks like a 67 or a 68, and I'm like, well, I want this guy to feel like I don't respect his car. So I backed up a little bit more, realizing that I'm mostly in the unpainted area. So I guess legally I'm okay. So then I decide to get out the driver's side door. Okay, I lead with my left leg rather than swinging my right over. Um, sorry. <coughs> I get out of the fucking car and I'm walking up the street. You know, I'm trying to think what I'm going to talk about when I go on stage. And I look over and there's this fucking rabbit sitting outside this apartment. A rabbit. This isn't a wild rabbit. This is a domesticated rabbit. What do I know? Because it's not afraid of me. It's just sitting there looking at me like, you know, hey, what's going on? Like it's just chilling on the porch. And it's fat. It's a fat fucking rabbit. Like, you know, it's eating human food. Rather than, uh, what the hell do rabbits eat? What do they eat? They eat carrots. At least the cartoon ones do. Do they eat carrots? It's not like there's a bunch of carrots in the wild. Lettuce. Grass. I don't know what the fuck they eat. Squirrels. I bet they'll find that out one day, that they actually every once in a while eat squirrels. Like, you know, for the longest time when they thought like chimpanzees were vegetarians and then they found out that every once in a while they go on a hunt and they kill a monkey. Fucking chimpanzees. I hate them. I hate those motherfuckers. Okay? Fuck mosquitoes. Or you bite me and I get a fever and I get a rash and I feel like my bones are going to break and then I, you know, I'm hot, I'm cold, I'm hot, I'm dead. It's over. All right. I would much rather have that than to have some fucking roided out fire plug jump on me, rip my face off, pull my nuts off and twist my foot off. I would mu I'd much rather, even though I'm going to bleed out quicker than going through the hell of the dengue death, whatever the fuck it is. I would rather go through that. Oh, my God, those fucking creepy long chimp fingers. You know, fucking grabbing right under your chin. Like you're some mass wrestler and he's going to reveal your identity. <laughs> Just fucking rips your goddamn face back. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I forgot this. I forgot this. I got to look this up right now. You know what? I was in uh, New Mexico recently um, visiting a high school friend. 
And uh, hang on a second. The fuck was her name? And I was in this this restaurant. What is it? Bronco Boozer? Ah, I can't remember her fucking name. God damn it, Bill. You stink. I'm in this Italian restaurant, right? And they got all these fucking... Uh... There it is. Gina Bronco Boozer. So they got all these Italians on, on the wall, like the old ones you've always heard, Frank Sinatra and all the all Tito Puente and all, all the big Italians. Tito Puente is Latino. I don't give a fuck. Um, <clears throat> all the classic ones you've heard of. Um, who's the girl there was staring at the other girl? She was trying to be the hot whore, and then the other girl's whore tits were hanging out even more. She's giving them a side glance. Sophia Loren. Sophia Loren. You know, all these Italians, right? Beautiful people, right? And... Then they just had some uh, uh, obscure ones. So I see one, and it's it's this woman in tights, and her name her name is Gina Bronco uh, Booza. And I start reading the story, and basically, she was a female wrestler, hugely fucking popular. And uh, her big thing was how she got into wrestling. She was like five foot five, like two hundred ten pounds. Okay, we're talking fourth and goal here. Low center of gravity. She puts that show Ironhead Hayward with the pussy. Okay, <clears throat> it's disgusting, but it's true. So, anyways, her big claim to fame was that she choked a fucking cow to death with her thighs. Now, to me, that just sounds like some vaudeville, like, step right up, step right up. See the woman to choke the cow to death with her thighs. If you could survive for one minute, we will give you this anvil, or whatever the fuck you won back then. Um, but anyways, that was her claim to fame to get into, uh, into wrestling. So she went around barnstorming around the country, and she won all these matches, and she became hugely popular, big-time fan favorite, and she would do all these benefits for charity and whatnot. So one day, this is how little we knew about animals back then. They decide to raise money for charity that they would have Gino Bronco Booza wrestle an old baboon from the zoo. Old toothless baboon. It didn't have its teeth. Now, if you've never seen anything on baboons, like baboons have teeth like a fucking lion. They were, do you ever see one yawn? You can just stop staring at their rainbow book club ass and just look at, <laughs> at its fucking teeth. I mean, this thing could literally bite your fucking head off. But the, the baboon was old and it didn't have any teeth. What could go wrong? So they bring the fucking baboon down. I don't know if it had a little silk wardrobe or what, you know, robe, like fucking Greg the Hammer Valentine. Who knows? I don't know what it had. Maybe it had his monkey hair all fucking slick back and dyed platinum. I don't know what. But, it's gonna, but Gina's going to wrestle this thing. So Gina's already in the fucking ring. This whole story is, is, is on the wall at the restaurant. I, I, I can't believe I didn't take a picture of it. Because there's really very little about this on the internet. So she's fucking waiting. They take a banana. They put it on the stool in the ring. Okay? Now the monk, the baboon, old toothless baboon's in the ring with this Gina Bronco Booza. B-O-U-Z-A if you're trying to look it up. And I don't know what happened. She starts, I don't know, made some sort of aggressive move towards the fucking baboon. The baboon jumps on her 
and just snaps her neck and she's dead within the first fucking five seconds of the match. And the promoter was like, oh, my God, freaking out, saying something ridiculous like, um, basically, how, how would I know that that would have happened? How would you know that that would have happened? Well, well, baboons have the strength of, like, what, five men? You know? And I don't know if you've noticed, baboons don't really, like, you know... You don't ring a bell and then they stop. That's the end of the round, baboon. You know, they, if you start tapping out like, all right, you got me, you got me. You know, as it's turning your head around. All right, all right. You know, it doesn't, it's not stopping. You can't tap out with a baboon. Baboons do not have a fucking, what a 10-minute time limit introduced. They don't fight like that. They have a fight to the death. All right. You're coming in there trying to raise money for emphysema. That thing's coming in there like, all right, fucking blood sport here. I don't have any teeth. What's the next thing I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking turn your head around like The Exorcist, even though I never saw the movie. And even if I did, I don't even know if it would register. You know? Dude, ba- cheetahs are afraid, of, are afraid of baboons. But baboon comes over, like, get the fuck out of my territory. Cheetahs, for the most part, are like, or leopards. Maybe it's even a leopard, an even bigger cat. I don't know what. I don't know. But um, I will tell you to look up the story of Gina Bronco Booza, but there's really nothing on here other than in that restaurant. And they kind of had the whole fucking story. If I ever go out to New Mexico again, I'm going to go to – it's an Italian restaurant. Or if somebody lives out there, Jesus Christ, why don't you use technology? Please take a picture of the story. It's on the wall. And please send it to me and we'll put it up on the podcast page because it's fucking unreal. You know what's funny was when I read it, all I thought about was this is like, this is something like fucking Joe Rogan. You know, I should have sent the story to him. He could have done a fucking hour of this on on his podcast with all his knowledge of animals and ultimate fighting. (laughs) Who the fuck would get into a goddamn ring? Who the fuck would get into a ring with with a baboon? Like, I guess, you know... There really, there was no Discovery Channel. And that's the honest thing. Like, I wouldn't know anything about, I wouldn't know anything about baboons if it wasn't for basic cable, you know? And I wouldn't have known that that woman got her face fucking ripped off if it wasn't for, the, you know, the instant news shit. I wouldn't know anything. All I would know about would be the guy up the street with fucking seven toes. I would just know that country shit. But anyways, if you get a chance, you know, look it up. There isn't much information on it, but um, so there you go. It's been all about animals so far, hasn't it? The Animal Podcast. Oh, anyway, so I'm sitting there looking at this fat fucking rabbit, and it's just sitting there, and it was nighttime. I, 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 it really disturbed me, the way it was just sitting there, not looking out for coyotes, not looking out for a house cat. I actually played out in my head this awful scenario of a cat slowly coming up to it, stalking it, you know? And the rabbit looking right at the cat and the cat having this weird sort of, this motherfucker sees me, doesn't he? You know? <clears throat> the lovely Nia, everybody. So I'm telling this story. I saw this rabbit sitting outside a house last night. Uh-huh. A house rabbit. Uh-huh. A fat, I've been eating Fruit Loops at the dining room table. House rabbit, and it just really disturbed me because it didn't know any better. It didn't know to be scared. It wasn't scared of me. Uh-huh. It wasn't looking around. You know, fucking. It's domesticating. Yeah, it's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's domesticated. Would you come down here to get on the podcast? <clears throat> Maybe. 
Well, grab yourself a microphone there, lady. You got to plug yourself in. So anyways, I uh, the cords are over there. We've been through this. I'd hit pause on this thing, but I don't know how to do it, and it always ends up shutting off, and then I have to splice it together, and then something happens where... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. So anyways, hey, you guys, have you ever, uh, you ever go to make a pot roast in a Dutch oven, and in the middle of it, you just start drinking beers, and you're about four beers in, and you can't remember what time you put the pot roast in? That's what the fuck I did yesterday. I'm so embarrassed. I made, I made a tough pot roast. There we go. And she's putting on the windscreen, everybody. And bam, she's in. She's in. Hello? Hey, did you try any of the pot roast? Or are you still on your diet? I, I did try some pot roast, but I am still on my diet, even though pot I, roast did, wasn't, I did it, fall off a little bit. I'm back on it for the next, well, for a while. But yeah. In the middle of the pot roast, it it's yeah. tasted all right, right? The outside got a little tough. Yeah. Well, that's what you get for... You know, I don't understand... <laughs> when people when people cook these beautiful meals that you've been cooking lately and they have been beautiful meals mind you you know yeah you have a nice glass of wine it's like the whole process nobody slams four budweiser's <laughs> in a row while making these beautiful restaurant quality meals that's a whole yeah you know what it was You're stumbling around the kitchen like oh what time did i put it in oh i fucked it up oh i turned the wrong burner on. i did that i was supposed to i was trying to turn up the heat for the potatoes and i had the uh the roast on simmer yeah and i turned up the the roast one high and i was sitting like why isn't these fucking potatoes it doesn't even look like it's getting hot and then all of a sudden i heard my uh my au jus sauce going oh no juice yeah. <laughs> bubbling over there yeah, i fucked the whole thing well you know what it was my ocd kicked in mm-hmm. i had all those budweiser's left over from the rose bowl and uh they're just taking up space you don't so- have ocd you have add I like Whatever. that you, you, you're like, oh, I have OCD. That's why I had to drink all those beers. Well, let me explain I'm it. Obsessive compulsive. This is why. Obsessive compulsive doesn't stand for obsessive compulsive drinking. No, listen. Stands for a disorder. Listen. Hey. hey why? <laughs> no, I, I had the, uh, I just, we had like fucking 12. We brought so much beer. I had like, like 15 Budweiser's in there. Okay. It's taken up all that space. So I'm thinking if I drink one a day. You know, I'll knock this out in half a month. Mm-hmm. Then I go, what if I have two? I knock it out in seven. And then I was just like, you know, I had them in stacks of two. And I was just like, you know, I knocked out two. And then I had my third one. And I'm like, well, the other one's still sitting there taking up that space. So knock that one out. You could have put them on the bottom shelf, like way in the back, though. There's there's ways you could have. Hey, you just bu- wanted I, to I, drink I, them I, all. That's I, what I it is. I could have bought a bigger fridge. I could have bought a bigger fridge. Rose Bowl was awesome this year. We did have a tragedy, though, and I can't, I can't name the name. But yeah. somebody got a little too drunk, mm-hmm. was walking towards the sta- – I don't know what happened. What always happens every year is we get absolutely fucking hammered. And then we all just – all of a sudden, we just notice we're the only ones in the parking lot. And then that's when it clicks that the game's about ready to start. Mm-hmm. So then we – or the golf course, which is the parking lot. And we, um, we just walk into the stadium sort of together and then get separated and then come back together again like a band that worked out its differences, you know? <laughs> and when we got to our seats, only three of us made it and there was some other guy. No, I remember uh, what's-his-face was saying, yeah, so-and-so lost his ticket. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And they didn't get in. 
And then some other douchebag comes up and sits in my buddy's seat. We're like three drunk, angry guys. Where the fuck did you get that ticket? He's like, oh, I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> but at first he said he bought it for 25 bucks. Then, then he told somebody else he bought it for 50 He either pickpocketed the thing or he found it on the fucking ground. But at the end of the day, it's um, you know, it's on my buddy. He got too hammered. That's why I always buy the ticket holder every year. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, when you put a toddler on a leash. <laughs> so it can't run away from you? That's, right. that's what I do. I put the ticket in there, put it around my neck, and then I commence drinking like I'm still oh, in college. Oh, that's a good idea. So it just stays there. Stays there. You don't have a problem. Mm. You feel your neck getting tugged. You know somebody's trying to steal it. Right. You know? You could even put it like underneath your shirt if you're worried about people you know, getting funny ideas. Yeah, but I'd get so drunk I would think I lost it. I'd be like, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. Um. So anyway, no, we had a great time though. You were getting jealous when you saw all, all that food that we were cooking. Fucking yeah, lawhead did the did the ribs up. Yeah, you guys throw down like it's it's some sort of like food tailgating competition. You know, it's like this. Did you tell them? Did you tell your podcast listeners what was on the menu? This extensive tailgating menu. Oh, we had uh, short ribs. Wait, wait, start at the beginning. What is the beginning? All right, breakfast. Nine thousand fucking Budweisers. Oh, we had breakfast with uh, lamb sausage. We got this great butcher in my neighborhood, so we went over there and literally put in an order that we had to pick up two days later. Um, a lot of animals died on this day, people. For us. <laughs> <laughs> we had lamb. No, but you were very organized about it. It's not like you just went to Ralph's and just grabbed a bunch of cheap meat. Like you went to the butcher, the best, pretty much the only butcher in our neighborhood, yeah. and put in an order. So you had lamb sausage, goat and, cheese, and, and roast cheese, pepper, uh, yeah, um, omelets. omelets, right? So that was breakfast. Okay, it's not. That's the greatest omelet I have every year. Yeah, I'm sitting there, <clears throat> I got a rose bowl ticket around my neck. I'm on a my beer in my hand, exactly, and an omelet in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I know all that guy <laughs> shit that is just lampooned now. Like, it's just fucking considered silly if you enjoy that. Like this is America. It is. It's fucking great. And until you've had a fucking omelet on New Year's Day on a golf course outside the Rose Bowl, go fuck yourself. It was tremendous. And then what's his face? We had uh, we had Kobe beef uh, hot dogs, which I just mm-hmm. found out Kobe beef, the reason why it's so soft is they treat it like veal. So I got to be done with that shit now. Oh, so now you're not going to you're not going to eat that anymore. Yeah, no. cuz you're very you're anti-veal. So. Yeah, I don't mind fucking just walking up to a cow and blowing its brains out. <laughs> That I don't. That's part of nature. You, somebody got you. you <laughs> that's all right. But to stick them in a fucking cage, like, and so they can't move, so the meat's more tender. To just torture it like that, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it, it's it's unnecessary. It already tastes delicious. It's doing the fucking job. It's filling up my belly. You know, let it walk around. Can you let it walk around? Um, <laughs> whatever. So then, and then we had the ribs. Mm-hmm. We had the ribs and uh, with his fucking uh, his his rub and the mop, and it was just it was the shit. And then we had the mini apple pies baked by you. Yep. And then they oh. my little pie face. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we got the best compliment. We heard people next to us whispering, going, "See, look at that. They're doing it right. They got pies." <laughs> And you're like, that's right, motherfucker. I know. Who brings individual pies We used to, to be them. I used to, back in the day, when I used to go to the Patriots games, when I had season tickets in 1989, we used to fucking show up with a keg of beer and a bag of chips. 
and we'd be sitting there, look at those people, they're doing it right. And we'd just get absolutely annihilated. And a beer and a back chair. And that, I swear to God, that's, that's, that's accurate. We, mm-hmm. we, would, we would have a half barrel. We had a half barrel of beer, mm-hmm. and we would be doing keg stands because we were morons. Literally like counting. One, two, three. Doing that shit. <laughs> as all these adults were looking at us. Like some were repulsed, and then there was other people who did that when they were our age. So they were just sitting there with half a smirk, probably betting which one of us was going to puke first. Yeah. I did one time. (laughs) Puking after a keg stand is the most refreshing way ever to puke. I've never done a keg stand before. It's so so cold when it comes back out. Usually when you puke. What does it mean exactly? Well, I guess a keg stand usually is you're supposed to do like somebody holds you up upside down. Oh, literally and upside. Okay, and what's the so point we weren't of that? doing that. We weren't doing but that. What's the point of being upside down? Is it you get more fucked up that way because you're all disoriented? No, you're upside down. It's one of those things where you're young and you think if I'm drinking beer, I'm crazy. I'm away from my parents. Right. What could make this crazier? Mm-hmm. What if I did it upside, upside down? down? Yeah, it's stupid. Okay, it's just suburban douchery. Yeah. So I actually never did that. Uh, we we did a more adult version of keg stand, which is basically you just fucking you turn the tap on and you just you, and we were timing it. It was like the okay. Olympic trials of beer drinking, and and as you puked, you were out, or if you just tapped out, like I can't do it. So you'd start off with ten seconds, and it was completely inaccurate. People would just be going one, two, three, four, <laughs> four, five, right, all the way up to ten. And if you made it to ten. You were in the next round, then it went up to 20, then it went up to 30, then it went up to 40. And you got to think, you've already drank for 10 seconds, then you drank for 20, that's 30 seconds. Now you drink for 30, now you drink 60, and it just keeps going and going and going. And we got all the way up one time where I was trying to beat this guy, and I, and I didn't have a reputation for being able to drink, and I just went into this fucking zone, and I went head-to-head with this guy, and I just kept making – it was like the Cinderella team going through March Madness, and somehow I made it – I made it to the championship game. It was me against this other guy who had like a fucking iron stomach. And um, <clears throat> I, ended up, I, I ended up losing is what I did. But it was one of the great pukes of my life because it was just ice cold. It was like reverse drinking a glass of water. <laughs> ice cold glass. You know, when you puke, it's like acidy and it's, it tears yeah. up your throat. Yeah. It, it wasn't. Huh. It was just like it just came out. Was this in high school? Uh, no, I was well. I think I was in my my fifth year of college by then. No, I, your fifth no. year of college. <laughs> I was twenty one when I did that. Oh, okay. So I should have been a junior, but I was still a freshman. Yeah. No, I tr- <laughs> I drank beer in high school only because I don't drink beer now, as you know, because I don't like the taste of it. But I drank it in high school because you know that's what you drink. Oh, that's my running joke with you. I go, I think you'd like this one, and I always make sure it's yeah. the most hoppy. Bitter yeah, and it's taste. always <laughs> disgusting. It's so rude. You know how much I don't like beer. I just, but yeah, I used I would drink it in high school because that's what people were drinking when you would drink in high school. But then I got onto the uh, the Boone's Farm there. You know that cheap little strawberry wine in wine coolers. What is it called? Boone's Farm. It's a kind of um, wine. It's like really sweet. Really cheap, Ugh. yeah. You get it at like the gas station. We yeah, would send, we would send in hangover. We yeah, we would send in you know like one of the <sighs> cuter girls um, to go in there and just kind of like smile and just walk up with you know a couple bottles of the Boone's Farm and you know the nineteen year old or whatever kid behind her would just let her buy it and not check her ID because she's hot and she's cute, right? Yeah, exactly, 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 yeah. Why That's is that fucking... a bad thing? Everybody, I mean, it is I'm a bad jealous. thing. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Jealous. I'm not condoning Cause, that. Because I was behavior, never. I'm but... jealous. 
but i would i would i could never be but i always hated it but i just did it because that's what you did you know i'm jealous of that is what it is uh, guys you know on a certain level you fucking resent that because we don't have the option of being hot and cute and just getting something, <laughs> just coming like, tee-hee, I'd like a case of beer. <laughs> Playing with your non-existent pigtail or maybe your, your Steven Seagal ponytail, just sort of twisting it around. That's um, a weird visual. It is a weird visual. Um, let's read some fucking emails for the week. Um, Pakistani cricket fan. Mm. He said, all right, man, this is, an, this is important. First podcast of 2003, right? All right, sorry about that. I fucked the thing up. I didn't delete last week's. So I got to get a memory card that has a little more memory on it. Anyways. Oh, Jesus. What is this now? What is this? All right. It, it's just gone off the rails here. All right, Pakistani cricket fan. Starting over again. All right, man. This is important first podcast of 2013, right? This is about cricket, the sport. Don't you stop here now. Come on and bear with me. Okay, so Pakistan and India just had a cricket series. Now, these two guys, they don't like each other. Right. Why don't they like each other? I don't know. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> you just got caught. You were like, right. <laughs> I thought you, like, you knew the answer. No, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not, I'm not well-versed in that. I admit. They, all right. It's not my strength. It's the usual shit. They live near each other. Mm -hmm. All right. Familiarity breeds contempt, mm -hmm. and they, they fight over cashmere. Don't you remember a few years ago, they were like, I'm going to fucking nuke you. And the other guy's like, go ahead and do it. We got the bomb, too. <laughs> you don't remember that? No. But... Maybe that was a movie I saw. <laughs> anyway, so Pakistan and India just had a cricket series. We are arch rivals and shit, not only in cricket, but in everything. I mean, we had the biggest tank wars and shit. Did you? They should make a movie about that. And have like tan white people play you guys, and then you guys can get offended. <laughs> um, so India had this these fucking commercials in which the voice said, Pakistan is coming to India, and their faggot cricket player Ooh. were like, oh, he's saying that. I thought they were saying, oh. I thought they were saying that in, in the, the commercial. commercial. <laughs> I was like, wow. No, this, this gentleman is, is he's, he's using it. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. In which the voice said, Pakistan is coming to India. And then their uh, cricket player were like, let them come. Now, these Indian cunts are the last World Cup champions. And we're ready to fuck Pakistan in the ass. Get what happened. Guess what happened? They got fucked big time. Now, everything else in Pakistan is shit, as you must know. Just do this man... Well, this guy, you know, he is writing in a second language here. Just do this, man, and be on my fucking side, all right? As I approach you first, all right? Come on, man. <laughs> just tell these Indians. Do you read these things first before you just start reading no, them on the air? Makes it, that's what makes it good. <laughs> just tell these Indian cunts how bad their cricket team sucks. Oh, please. And they can eat a dick oh, and some God. other clever shit. That you say <laughs> he wants you to trash India Wait. because he's Pakistani and they have a cricket feud as well he as says, some other. Please feuds. rape them. Woohoo! Please rape them. Yeah, sir. Don't use that word like that. Oh, one. you know what? You don't understand sports. How'd you like that? Oh my India? god! <laughs> huh? You thought you were gonna beat Pakistan? Ooh, we're the defending fucking uh, champions. With our fraternity paddles, hitting that racquetball around the circular field. Well, guess what? You fucking lost. 
You would think, considering all you guys have 18 fucking kids, you could find a couple of Jordans in there, right? And you could repeat. Oh, well, you know what? I think next year, Pakistan, you guys should play again. And winner takes all of Kashmir. What do you think about that? And you get all the other side's tanks. There you go. How was that? Was that all right? I like Talking. how you just, you're like, all right, cool. I'll there do you go. that. There you go. <laughs> this is Bill Burr. This was Bill Burr trashing That's India. right. Anybody else, if you watch obscure sports I'll, and you guys win a game, I'll talk trash about the other fucking person not knowing anything about. I don't even know. I don't even get the game. I like You know what I like about cricket, though, is how long it is. You know, when you drink, there's, there's certain sports that you're just going to love. You just if they, if is cricket a game that people like drink at like that? It doesn't seem like it seems like more civilized than that for some reason. Why? I don't know why. Because it's foreign. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because it's and they wear like all white. They just look like spiffier. I don't know. They just look like there's some sort of class element. Are you to thinking it. about polo? No. Don't they wear all white? I don't know. Pull up, pull up an image of people playing cricket. I'm pretty you sure. You fucking everyone, pull it up. I'm not your secretary. Everyone wears white. Well, you have the laptop in front of you. I no, got, that's a good I got point. nothing. No, listen. They this this is this is why. Of course, they drink. They probably have. They probably have hooligans. You, you're sitting there saying you think it's sophisticated after what this guy wrote: faggot, cunt, rape. That's all. That's one. <laughs> that's all in there. It isn't. That's this, cricket this, fans for you. No, that's not cricket fans. You know what that is? That's sports fans. That's sports fans. We're morons. Yeah, but I think that more like like something like a rugby, I feel like, has more of a hooliganism attached to it. You know, know something? Some you, reason, you would think that. For some reason, you would I think feel like that. cricket is more like, oh, hello. No, you know what? <laughs> We're going to the cricket Have you game. ever met a professional boxer or, um, or, a, or one of those UFC guys? I guess so. If you meet them, most of them. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Most of them, they're really just mellow. Sure. Kind of. They, they don't need to prove anything. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the fans. So we're not talking about the rugby players. Maybe the fans are more. I don't know. I, I, you know, I have no idea. I can tell you right now, I would keep my fucking mouth shut if I ever went to any sort of sporting event in another country. Mm-hmm. Unless you know, when I go to Canada, it's hockey. I know ho- hockey's back. By the way, I'm really excited that it's back. Great. All's forgiven. I don't give a fuck. I, I've accepted it that it's a part of hockey every fucking five, six years. I have no idea what you're talking about. I know you don't. You I just know said all's forgiven. What's forgiven? The strike. They went on strike. Oh. Have you noticed? You've been able to watch way more Real Housewives this time this year? No. you notice I'm watching way more Hoop and then I've somehow in a fucking secretive way become a Knicks fan because they never show the Celtics because we stink. So they're always showing the Knicks and I, I just – I love their team. Okay. I fucking love their team. Did you see that J.R. Smith's that dunk he had on that alley-oop? Where the guy threw it too low and he caught it down by his nuts and just with one hand just fucking threw it. It was one of the most vicious things I've ever seen. Even probably as vicious as that baboon snapping that wrestler's neck back in the 50s. Um, All right. Innocent deer and headlights. Hey, Bill, love the show. I'll start from the beginning, but I'll be quick. You know, people, you know I can't read, so let's just get right to the fucking point. <laughs> yeah, did you did you ever read aloud in class? I hated you, it. Yeah, you should, I hated it. You're not it. good at it. I would be like trying to count ahead how many people and then try to guess which paragraph. And I always and start looking over it before he got to it. Do you know when I was in the fourth grade one time, I had to read out loud and I got in my head and I was like going like, I'll just read the first couple sentences the way I did it. I was like, love the show. I'll. 
start from the beginning. Aww. And baby I finished Bill. it. And I finished it. I wasn't baby. I wasn't a baby. I was in fourth grade. I should have been able to read. <laughs> Shithead, Bill. So when I finished reading the paragraph, the teacher went like, before, you know, I was like, I was so fucking relieved that it was over. And I was just waiting for her to call and the girl sitting behind me for her, you know, Jennifer, read the next paragraph. And when I finished, there was this silence. And then the teacher said, I didn't understand one word he said. Oh, did anybody else understand what he said? Oh, no. And nobody said anything. <laughs> she made me go back and reread it. <laughs> I was like, love, love the show. I'm like choking back tears. <laughs> I'll start from the beginning. It's back in the 70s when you could be mean to people. Oh, that's terrible. Is it me? Or is he too fucking stupid <laughs> to be in this grade? You poor thing. That's not nice. It's not nice. It's fucking hilarious. I stunk at it and she called me out on it and I deserved it. <laughs> what I should have done was viewed it as a challenge and gone home and just walked around the house reading out loud. Well, you're in fourth grade. Your brain doesn't work like that. Listen, you're never too young to start manning up. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I accepted defeat, and I, I, I don't know. I, n- I never got I, that. Two things happened to me that year that were fucking brutal. They had the reading out loud and getting trashed for it, <laughs> and then they did this thing called what was it called uh, sound spelling? Okay, you know, you learn how to read in first grade. Yeah, you progress in the second grade. You learn how to spell and all that. All that shit. First, second, third. Okay? It's still fresh in your head. Don't take it out of the oven. It's still all <laughs> doughy. So you know what these fucking idiots do? They introduce sound spelling in the fourth grade. And it's basically, uh, uh, I guess, phonetic spelling is what it pro- right. the proper name. Okay. Like where you spell cat, K-A-T. Uh-huh. And they started going through all of these words that I just learned how to spell within the last couple of months to couple of years. And they started putting K's where there was C's and all this shit. And I never recovered. Never recovered. Why would they do that, though? Why would they? Because somebody. That, I don't get it. They thought that it would help with something. Hmm. Why, would they, why would they do that? Why would they put fluoride in toothpaste? Why would they do that? When it slows your brain down, it makes you just kind of, you know, hey, man, it's, dreams aren't coming true, but I'm all right. Look at these white teeth, you know? Um, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about ever. Just know that. Know that about this podcast. I don't know what I'm talking about ever. The Monday morning podcast. That's your tag. <laughs> That's it. All right. Innocent deer in the headlights. All right. Push away that fourth grade bit. I know. No, uh, it's good. Cloud. Do you want me to read it for you? Hey, if that guy who played Darth Vader's voice can get over stuttering, I can do this. All right. Hey, Bill. Love the show. Bones. I'll start from the beginning, but I'll be quick. I am about to graduate college. I met a lady in one of my classes. We talked throughout the semester. Oh, dude, how many times was the moment to get her number coming and going? And you were like, fuck. Um, and on the last day of class, she offered me her number. There it is. She was probably rolling her eyes the whole semester like, for the love of God. Do I got to <laughs> drop to my knees? Um, where the hell am I? She oh, came Bill. up to I know. Oh, oh, Billy. <laughs> oh, Billy. I met her in class. We talked. Where the fuck was I? I thought she was You're having a cool. flashback right now. <laughs> Did I just make that part up? I can't find it. 
I met a girl in one of my classes. We talked about the semester. Last day of class, she asked me a number. I thought she was pretty cool and went, and went out with her later that week. She came up. No, she came and met me. She came and met up oh with me. Oh, my God. This is fucking torture. <laughs> Just read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She came and met up with me and my friends at a bar. Things went well, and we end up going back to my place. Oh, Jesus. We start fooling around on the couch, and then she gets up and guides me into my room. I was getting nervous because I haven't been with many girls and not entirely sure what to do in this situation. Um, (laughs) She strips naked, and while we are sitting on my bed, she opens her legs to reveal a white string coming out of her ladiness. Guys, with the gross details here, I wasn't really sure what it was at the time. Oh, this guy's—he's a fucking. Oh he's like that—he's like that little fat rabbit sitting outside the uh, the apartment complex. He didn't know what it was. Well, maybe he was just so disoriented that he just was like, "What is there, that?" There's no, there's nothing in a guy's upbringing that says, uh, you know, tells you about the ripcord. You know, that's just something <laughs> you just learn. It's one of the few things, like, you know, back in the day... You're supposed to learn about, like, the whole reproductive system. Like, it's literally, like, half an hour. Not even half an hour. Maybe a a ten-minute part of your lesson about the reproductive system. If if you even... Okay, they didn't have that. that. They didn't have that when I was growing up. But I can guarantee you, in those classes, they never say, Hey, and if you're ever trying to bang some chick who's on the rag... Right, right, of course. If you see that little string coming out, uh, that means... I mean, you're trying to bang a girl, and it turns out she's on the rag, you know? Why? But the thing is, she knows she's having her period. So why is she? Well, read the. Rest you know of what it. she's gonna do. Read the rest she's of gonna want to either. She's gonna want to bang, and say it's not a heavy flow day, or she's gonna take it in the. Air. Oh uh, yeah, that's that. That could be. All right, let's just. This is getting gross. This is like really. <laughs> this is graphic. This is very graphic. <laughs> because I wasn't really sure what it was at the time. I would have loved. If you said what you thought it might be. <laughs> uh, is she flossing down there? Um, I told her exactly what I was thinking. And he said, this is what he said. This is classic. He, he says, she's sitting there naked with her legs spread. And he goes, there's a white thing, dot, 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 there. <laughs> she told me that it was a tam- tampon. Yeah. And that she was on her period. Right. She said it was fine and still wanted to have sex. I got really weirded out. Not grossed <laughs> out. I got really weirded out. So I told her that maybe we should wait. She told me there are other ways. I called it. Uh, I was still or maybe even further freaked out by this girl. So we just went to sleep. Keep in mind that this this is the first night we ever hung out. Yeah, why did you let her stay there? Did I do the right thing? Should I meet up with her again, or is did she crazy? The, I don't. I don't understand. Thanks a lot, and go fuck yourself. What? Huh? I'm confused. Did I do the right thing by not sleeping with her? Yeah. By not having anal sex with her? Is that or, or whatever? Or just plowing through the fucking storm? If he didn't feel comfortable, <laughs> if he didn't, <laughs> if he didn't feel comfortable with it, then you shouldn't have sex with him. So that's the a, right thing. A captain on a ship, Arr! just going through the waves. <laughs> <laughs> captain, you're crazy. We're gonna make it, you fag. Um, sorry, you put that <laughs> word in my head. Who did that fucking guy over there? I never say the f word. <sighs> I say fuck. Mm. I don't say faggot. 
I've tried to take it out. They t- they told me to knock it off, and I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. You you do actually. knock it off. So I say, all right, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to be a dick here. <laughs> but for the longest time, you called somebody a fag. It had nothing to do. It just I meant know. you were a pussy. We didn't know, know what we were saying. I know. Ah, I know. you fucking fag. I know. Oh, we get all it. Right? We get it. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> Bill Burr trying to knock it off. <laughs> I'm trying. The thing is, you're so sometimes you're so. I don't know if innocent's the right word, but sometimes you are. You you're can so say dumb. You're so yeah. You're so dumb about the like the offensiveness that you grew up with. <laughs> you're always like, what? Everybody said it. <laughs> You're so defensive about it for so long. Yeah, but you know like, something? Because it's like you honestly don't know any better. Because, you, yeah, you're dumb. And then finally, enough people explain it to you. And you are a human being. And you have a heart. And you're sensitive. So you're like, oh, okay. All right. I won't say anymore. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, that's the <laughs> attitude you have about it. It's like you want to be a good person. But you're like, you're angry that you have to, like let go of this part of your past where people just said fag to each other and it was like hey that's what we say it's boston go fuck yourself (laughs) well you know jimmy Dore, the great jimmy Dore, actually did a show uh um friday night he's so goddamn funny he has the funniest fucking bit on that uh, on knock it off why that's a dumb ad campaign Mm -hmm. because it really is like you know, hey, knock it! It's really like this parental. I, I, I don't. About I don't. I don't saying, oh, that's gay or stuff like that. Yeah, that he, he's not saying that that's wrong. Right. To try and get people to stop doing it, but is that the best way to, to get people to stop doing it by saying, "Hey, knock it off"? <laughs> like you're driving the car and you're their parent, and you're you're swinging at their leg. I, I don't want to step on his bit here. Go go see Jimmy Dore and request that bit. Um, so anyway, this young man is saying, did I do the right thing by not sleeping with her? And should I see her again? Because he absolutely was, he was freaked 100%. Did, if she wanted to have straight up vaginal sex, there is not a condom thick enough or all encompassing. That would have to take up like it would. You'd have to put it on like underwear, that condom and boxer <laughs> underwear and then have to all be rubber. <laughs> you'd have to put on basically a wetsuit that had like a little flappy thing there for your dick. <laughs> People so he did the right thing. Yeah, and, he would not have girl, felt he would not have felt comfortable having sex with this girl while she he if he already was thrown off by the fact that she had a tampon in. If you know, this girl is a pig. Why is she a pig? Because don't defend her just because she's a woman. I'm and I'm asking a question. I'm I'm defending this why guy. Why is she a pig? Yeah, because why is she's she a pig? bleeding from her private parts. Yeah, and just it's just like let's fucking have at it. <laughs> that is some fucking truck stop large marge shit. All right? Give me a fucking break. I'm not trashing all women. Women. Uh. This woman here is a pig. <clears throat> he probably, no protection, okay, could have gone in the back door with this girl. First fucking date. She's a pig. So what, you, so you feel like she wasn't ladylike and respecting herself enough or something? This is what I'm thinking. You ever see the club everybody wants to go to when there's that long line down the street? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what has been lining up to her, her fucking... Private parts. Well, have you ever heard of the term slut shaming? <clears throat> have you heard this term that people? 
Is this something? Uh, well, that's one I've never used, so I don't need to knock that off. I've never heard that. <laughs> knock it off. But have you heard of slut shaming? Which is basically no, but I can, like, I can, I can guess what it is. How come what if do you a guy it does it, a guy's a stud, uh-huh. but if a woman does it, uh-huh. she's a whore? Right. Exactly, and yeah. that's the truest thing you'll ever fucking read. Okay. What is the truest thing? That if a woman does it, she is a whore. So you believe in that whole double standard? Absolutely. Why is that exactly? Because you, there's, there's no skill involved with you guys getting laid all you have to do hey is so this is a skill based thing and when define skill the skills that you feel like you're presenting when you're getting laid as a guy tell me all about your amazing skills are you done are you done yeah for now (laughs) we've already had this argument yes we We talked about it in a bar one time Mm -hmm. and i said okay let's turn the tables Mm -hmm. all right let's pretend that i'm holding the fucking bag of gold and you're coming and trying to get it, okay? Hit on me. Come, come, you know, do it right now. Right, right. Do it right now. I give, can't. Give me, give I can't I'm, not, I'm not good at it. I'm not of course good you're at not having good at it. To... You know why? Why? Because it's a skill. When women sit there and they go, oh, my God, guys come up to me and they say the dumbest stuff. And it's all, that's all you have to say as a guy. Oh, yeah, what would you say? Go ahead. Dazzle me. Come up me with your, hey, baby, what's your sign <laughs> fucking line? What do you got? Convince me. Hey. Uh... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, exactly. Uh, we have to convince people. I saw people. you on stage earlier tonight, and I thought you were pretty funny. Mm, oh, thanks. Sue. So, yeah, yeah, and no, I'll be, I'll be, good. and I'll be the girl who's going to deliberately make yeah, it difficult. No, I'm not. No, I'm not good at it. Yeah. No, I'm not good at hitting on people. That's not my. And you know why that is? That's not my skill because you set. didn't have to. All you had to do was put on a spaghetti strap dress and be like, "Ooh, did I drop but a napkin?" Fl- flirting, and you're in the game. Flirting, I can do, but that's different. That's more like conversational. But no, I'm not good at just walking. You have to up understand that as a guy, you have no. to convince a woman to have sex with you, and after you've convinced her, you have to continue convincing her. All the way back to the apartment, you got to keep the plate spinning, and any little fucking thing can throw it off. Okay, so because of because of that whole struggle that you poor men have to do in order to get a woman to sleep with you, I can feel you have, so can, bad for you. Can, can you. So because there's that difference wow. then. Just no respect. And then I'm supposed to that respect. Makes it, that makes it okay to say if a girl is like, hey, let's just, you know, I want to have fun with you. Let's, let's have sex. All of a sudden she's a slut or a pig and all that. And the guy is like, what, the hero or the more skilled of the two of them? That doesn't make any sense. Are you done? Nia, first fucking date, she's sitting there, okay? She wants to have sex, whatever. But you're sitting there with a fucking bloody rag hanging out of you, and you don't even know this guy. And you're just fucking spreading your fucking legs. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, there's a thing hanging out of there. And she says, there's other ways. I guarantee you, you know what that girl is? That's the girl when you take out the condom who goes, ah, God, I hate condoms. That fucking girl. <laughs> if, you, if a girl ever says, God, I hate condoms, immediately. Run the other direction. Go in the bathroom, rub one out. Get that dumb idea out of your fucking and head. And vice versa. If a guy and ever then, says, God, I hate condoms, run the other way too. Exactly. Just to keep it fair. No, you're, you're, you're right. Know what, no, you're, no, you're right. I mean, you're, the so, idea... you're so into women's issues right now, you can't see the trees through the forest. This girl's a fucking pig. No, I mean, I no, I definitely, you're right. A girl who has got a tampon in, who's spreading her legs and being like, hey, and the guy's like, uh, are you on your, what's going on there? And she's like, hey, there's other ways to hey, do it. Hey, there's other ways. I mean, I... I you got I, any friends? I, suppose, <laughs> like, I guess there's, like, smoother ways to... I don't, yeah, I don't, this I don't guy, know. This guy... I, I, I would never do that. 
I admit that, but I'm not necessarily throwing all bad judgment behind this girl because maybe she was just drunk and she was probably like, oh, shit, yeah, I am this, on my period. This kid is a babe in the woods. Right. He could have been at this point with her after his first class, okay? Mm-hmm. He hasn't been with a lot of girls. He basically is like – do you ever see that video of those guys who put put a goat in a uh, in a fucking cage with a python, and it doesn't even no. know? It's, it was horrible. They thing that the goat didn't even know what it was. <laughs> the fucking snakes like, Poor oh goat. shit, the, yeah, and went literally up and like licked the fucking python's face, kind of freaked the thing out, like, whoa, what was that? And then all of a sudden, by the time it realizes what it's in the cage with, it's fucking over. So it's terrible. So, so this, this guy, guy is the goat, and this girl is it's the pot. It's a snake, and he doesn't realize what he's in. And just by the dumb goat and the snake, by dumb luck, by dumb luck, she went to strike, and he fucking shook it like fucking and Mayweather. Like this is turning into a parable. The goat and the snake. Well, all right. So basically, clearly, this girl is a little too is on a different level than this guy, and perhaps he should. Maybe find a girl that's Dude, more this his girl speed. probably is at some point in life is going to have the STD fun pack. You know what's what's included in that fun pack, Bill? Yeah, uh, little herps, <laughs> little gonorrhea, probably some crabs. The starter kit. Okay. The starter kit. You know, before you move on to the more serious shit like the, AIDS, well, herp, Ebola. Herps is forever, so that's pretty intense. <laughs> I would think <clears throat> that sounds like an advertising campaign for herps herpes. Is forever. It's forever. <laughs> Herps. <laughs> Herps is forever. But don't they have like uh, they have like that medicine you could take and keep it at bay? Uh, yeah, that's what they say in the commercials. Like, and if you have an outbreak, take more or, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what they tell you to do. Yeah, that, that whole commercial is just scary. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, just because you've taken this and you don't have an outbreak doesn't mean you can't spread it. Right. Do you know right. I'm happy that makes me feel to be with you? <laughs> that we don't have the herp. But we don't have the herp. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that it's forever. Right. Those things, when I was single, they scared the fucking shit out of me. And I remember then I hear stuff like even if you wear a condom, that's not 100%. I was just, oh, my God. Yeah. I got well, yeah, blisters she's, on my fingers. She's she's a this is not. It doesn't seem like this is the girl for you. She might be a little too advanced. Nia, or will whatever. you stop alligator arming it? This might not be the girl for you. She's a little too advanced. This woman is a fucking war pig. You're All alligator right? arming it. I'm <laughs> no. not. I'm trying to be like tender and you know nice. And you know what alligator arm means? You don't watch sports. No, I don't. You know what? I really don't appreciate when I come down here and having this conversation with you and you want to throw these little sports things at me. And you always you always say, oh, you don't watch sports. Oh, you don't get the sports thing. Like you have to like remind me that I'm not on the same level as you. Like so I'm not going to get all your amazing sports references and terms and phrases. And I don't appreciate that. Can you guys believe <laughs> that when in 10 minutes – of just going on this rant about how dumb I am and how innocent I am with using the word fag and I, I don't. And you have like an innocent heart, but you're dumb and you <laughs> you just respond with rage. The whole way you made me this fucking like simpleton. You had, you had me doing everything but fucking, you know, being a big goof like, hey, what are you doing? Like walking down the street like, you know, and accidentally crush somebody to death trying to hug them. That's how you just painted me. You're like, yeah, you're like of, a, of mice and men. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you're painting me. Within ten you're, minutes of this, you're Lenny and of mice and men. That's how you. Yeah, that's exactly how you described me. I was too dumb to know that fucking reference. And then because I, I say alligator arm is okay. You've seen an alligator, right? Yeah. Do they have long arms? No, they do not. They do not. And it's basically it's a uh, it's a sports term. Um, 
somebody throws you the ball and you could actually reach out and get it, but mm-hmm. you don't totally reach out because you're worried about getting hit. Okay. So, it allig- so you alligator arm it. It's like, oh. so, and if you don't catch the ball, the guy can't hit you. Oh, okay. I thought. So I'm saying, you're, so you're alligator arming this okay. in that you're going, this girl isn't the girl for you, but blah, blah, blah. He's in, he's, he's in there with the fucking pit viper. Right. He's the goat and she's the he python. Is, he is the STD free goat <laughs> and he is walking into a fucking incubator of just, I mean. I mean, this girl probably, I don't, I, I, I want to get into it. She's not the girl for you. She's not the girl for you. D- that's bad advice. Why? This girl I'm telling him is that a it's fucking not the girl pig. And you what have is to he s- supposed to do about it? Tell the whole fucking school? I'm just no. saying she's not the girl for you. Move on to somebody else who's more your speed. Why is that bad advice? Because you're acting like, you know, she's not into sports, likes to eat, and is a morning person. And <laughs> he likes sports and likes staying up. Eat. You know what? This person isn't like, you know, this person isn't for you. I mean, it's like a foodie. It's, like, a, sim- like, it's a simple way of saying that, the, that you know, you should move on. That's, that's all it is. No. It's like you're sitting there with the toddler and he's about ready to touch a, a, a hot stove. You got to be like, there has to be a sense of urgency here. Like, like no, 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 no. This, this will hurt you. This will hurt. You know, you make the little fucking, can they don't even speak English? You're trying to fucking <laughs> speak. But they can't. They can't speak yet. You're trying to fucking ah, go fuck yourself. You're, you're sitting there talking to this person like, um, hey, hey, try some of this sandwich. Yeah, I didn't really like that bread. Well, maybe you like this bread. Like, like it's just like this whimsical. There's too many daisies in what you're saying. This is this is a very dangerous situation. This guy should stay away from this girl. On all fucking and all girls like this. She's got a. She's on her period and she has no fucking like like class. She just opens a leg. Like, that's what was he supposed to do? Yeah, Pull it out? <laughs> and just go off on it? There's other ways she's suggesting anal. This girl is like, a, she's a fucking mess. Stay away from this girl. This girl will get pregnant. This girl will give you fucking a disease. This girl will steal your laptop. This girl's a fucking nightmare. Knock it off. All right. <laughs> All right. Advice for a lady. Dear Bill, I've been with my boyfriend for two years now. We're in college together, and he's currently taking a semester abroad. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Where in Brazil? Um, before he left, we had a running joke that I was going to need a vibrator when he left. As a surprise parting gift, he got me one. I have a couple friends whose boyfriends bought them sex toys. So while I was a little surprised he actually got me a vibrator, I also happened to know that it's a relatively normal it's relatively normal for a boyfriend to do that. Yeah, that's basically like this era's chastity belt. You know? Mm-hmm. You're trying to lock down the pussy. That's disgusting. And yeah, that, but that's what he's doing, though. Anyway, yeah, but it's dumb because those things, you use them too much, they numb up your area there, and then the guy can't even remotely try and, you know, do something for you. And then you got to be sitting there bang, you, you, banging them as they're using, using the thing as, you, you know... It's has like this, you and an alien this, are fucking this girl. Has this, <laughs> you and an alien. <laughs> <laughs> That's just all dick. You, <laughs> it has no body. Basing, all right, whatever. Let's move on. What so, am I basing it on? I'm basing my, my fucking life. I did live oh, yeah. a little bit of a life before I met you. I realize that. Yes, all right. I anyway, know. fast forward to about a week ago. We were on Skype. Uh, he asked you to take this thing out. Um, no, we don't have sex chats. Thank God. And he casually asked me how his gift... For me, was working out. I told him it was working out pretty well. 
he then mentioned that he had bought something for himself, a fleshlight. Joe Rogan Experience is brought to you by the Those Fleshlight every week. Are weird. Those are very weird. Those are very Those are weird. fucking weird. But okay. Weird. They look like that thing Boba Fett I, fell into I, I, when he died in one of those space are, movies. Okay. Well, um, I knew. He's trying to be faithful to her. That's nice. Okay. He said, she goes, I knew what this was because I am an avid listener of Joe Rogan's podcast. There you go. Joe Rogan's come up three times in this podcast who raves about it constantly. My boyfriend had never mentioned to me that he was interested in anything like that, and I always thought the idea of it was totally creepy. I acted like it was totally cool, but in all honesty, I really don't want him to be fucking a perfect fake... Wait, I got lost in that. I actually was thinking, is Joe going to get mad that I'm saying that this is weird? Okay, I acted like it was totally cool, but in all honesty, I really don't want him to be fucking a perfect fake vagina whenever he wants to. I'm finding myself getting crazy jealous and angry whenever no, I no, think no, about no, it. No, 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 no. I know, I know. I'm jealous of an inanimate object, yeah, yeah, yeah. which it's seems insane. Let me finish. I'm really struggling with this be- because part of me wants to be completely okay with it since it's sort of a hypocrite. It's sort of hypocritical to get angry when he got me a vibrator. <clears throat> but now I'm starting to think that maybe he only bought me a dildo so I wouldn't be able to complain when he got himself a proxy pussy. <laughs> uh, proxy pussy. <laughs> so what do you think? Do I need to suck it up and get over this? Or is my jealousy legitimate? Thanks and go fuck yourself. That's hilarious. Uh, let him go fuck his fake pussy. As long as he's not faking a real pussy, I mean, fucking a real pussy, <laughs> then... You know, it's all good. Plus, you—it's you, not just like the the pussy that it's that he's missing. He's also missing like you know your touch and kissing and the whole other part of it too. And that fake pussy can't no, blow isn't. him either. No, he isn't. He's getting right to the dessert. <laughs> Don't be jealous. Have you of tried it. these Brussels sprouts? Don't need them. Don't be jealous of Bring it. over the trace leche. When he comes back, it'll be even better because you both have been like doing it with inanimate objects. And so it's like I don't you'll think be rediscovering each other all over again. It'll be even better. I don't think so it, don't even worry. I don't about think it. it's a good thing. Why? Because uh once you start down a path sexually, mm-hmm. you know, in order to get off that path, you don't just jump over onto another path. You gotta walk all the way back up the path you went down. Get to the fork where you fucked up and then head down the other one. What I'm saying is he might get used to just doing that. Mm-hmm. And the sensation of that is what mm-hmm. gets him off. And then when her pussy doesn't feel like the fleshlight. He'll, It'll feel better. He'll, he'll, he'll bang her. And then, and then when he needs to finish, she'll be like, all right. And now for me. <laughs> With that fucking thing. No, he'll <laughs> No, she'll feel even better. If anything, he'll be like, oh, my God, I forgot what a real woman feels like. And he'll be done in like two minutes. That's what you hope. (laughs) Um, I don't think she should be jealous of it, though. They're both they're both doing the right thing when you're in a relationship and you're that far apart from each other because he could be banging all sorts of hairy European girls. No offense to hairy European girls, but I'm just saying, you know, listen, I, I watched this thing one time or listened to it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those call-in sex shows, and this guy had a the way he jerked off was he dry humped the rug. 
It was causing like chafing on his dick, and but it, it it was the only way he could get off because he wasn't in a relationship for a while, and he kept doing that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So I'm just saying, like I would go easy on those. It's like anything, anything in moderation. Yeah. How how often is he using this? And how often is she using that? If you use a vibrator too much, you numb yourself up down there, and then when you guys down there, you can't feel anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting. Um, overrated, underrated for the week. Overrated, the Super Bowl. Underrated, rounds one and two of the NFL playoffs. Bill, this may be sacrilegious to say in America, but I actually enjoy rounds one and two of the NFL playoffs more than the Super Bowl. That isn't sacrilegious because at no point does Beyonce or Britney Spears sing before in, in, in the halftime show. There's not a bunch of douchebags who don't like football showing up, feeling like they have to be there, you know? All the broads. Why are you? Yeah. Why are you looking at me? Because you go to Super Bowl parties every year and you hate football. Yeah. Well, they're fun. They're nice gatherings. And I, yeah, yeah. You I talk do. when the game's on. I like. No, I don't. Bill. You run. No, you I yap don't. When the no, most important I'm game not, is I'm on, not usually in the it's room. disgusting. I'm like in the if you do it drinking. again this year, we're breaking up. Mm-hmm. Each week, you get two games, both on Saturday and Sunday. There seems to be that we can win this thing excitement in the air and I can relax and watch the games in the comfort of my home or at a local bar without dozens of non-fans in the room, as is typically the case at a Super Bowl party. The Super Bowl, on the other hand, has become so pretentious in recent years, I don't even really want to get worked up for it as much as I used to. The game takes forever. 85% of the commercials sucks, and we're forced to stare at Madonna's beat-up face for 30 minutes during a halftime show. Plus, the two-week gap in between the Super Bowl and the conference champion really takes the air out of the sales. What are your thoughts? I think this is what you do. You watch the Super Bowl alone, and you tape it. And you start watching it. You DVR it. And you watch. You let you let, you let give the game a 90-minute head start. And then, then you just sit down. You watch it by yourself. And you, you plow through the pregame. And you just watch the fucking game. And when the halftime show comes, you fast forward through that. And now you're into the third quarter. And third quarter and fourth quarter, it's going to be regular time football. That's the way to watch the Super Bowl. And you watch it by yourself, maybe with another buddy of yours who that uh, enjoys the game. That's how I would do it. You know? No thoughts on that? No. But what about the social aspects? Shut up. We were going to have brownies during the opening. <laughs> we were going to have cheese doodles. Oh, my God. The way the broads talk during that fucking game. And then, they oh, all, Bill, and then and it's true. Of women who like and then everybody shuts up too, to watch so. the commercials. And then and then the game comes back on the, oh, I thought that one was lame. What did you think? Well, that's definitely the best one so far. How much did that cost? Well, why don't you stop going to, to Super Bowl parties then, Bill? I do, why don't you stop? If you don't like the game, I don't do any of that stuff that you're talking about. I don't. Hey, talk I don't like needlepoint. I don't go to your fucking needlepoint parties, do I? I don't do needlepoint. I don't do needlepoint. What do you do? Arts and crafts. I don't crash your Super Bowl or those things and come there and talk when you're trying to glue the popsicle sticks together. I'm not. And then shut the fuck up when uh, I don't talk throughout the game. I go in the other room. Or I hang out with other people if they're lies, not lies, me. lies. Yeah. No, that's not true. Okay, that's the Monday morning podcast. Oh, before I get out of here, this fly flow take practice like Tabo with Billy Blakes. Oh, you're too kind. Really, thanks to the corner laws forever. Like oh my darling Clementine, he hold his heart when he telling rhyme. When is his time? I hope his soul go to heaven. He nasty like the old time old number seven. He still tastes it when you chase it with the Coca Cola. Make him wish they could erase it out the Motorola. 
Ayatollah No credit for a bag If you want what they got Then go get it It's all gag Only in America Could you find a way To earn a healthy buck And still keep your attitude On self-destruct I sell rhymes like dimes The one who mostly keep cash But tell about the broke times Zoka rhymes Like the is you just happy To see me trick Classical slapstick Rappers need chapstick A lot of them sound like They ain't a talent show So I give them something To remember like the Alamo Tally ho high joker Like space game Came back from five years lane Stayed the same Saying electromagnetic field Will block all logic Spock and G-Shock A biological clock When I hit it Slid it to the shit I thought I killed a goose A power use was pure Brittle water filter juice Keep a pen like a fiend Keep a with him, gentleman who lent a pen to a friend who write with him. Never seen the shit again, but he's still my dunny. Only thing that come between us is grilling money. We sell rhymes like dimes. The one who mostly keep cash, but tell about the broke times. Don't. 